I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. At some point, we need to step back and say, I cannot be told what to think, how to think, and be guided by people that really only want me. There are people that are around you and that there are people that are always there. And there's a difference. Mm. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Gym Owners Growth Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm super excited about this next episode and ready to share the conversation I had with our guest, Bertha Weiner. Bertha is a seasoned fitness professional with 40 plus years of experience, and she was a fitness director at Miami Lakes Shula's Athletic Club. That's a mouthful. And I was not I was, but she was close friends with Miami Dolphins Shula family. She now owns and operates the perfect circle in Miami and has developed weight training, spinning, personal training, and Pilates classes. Bertha creates a welcoming environment, treats clients like family, and welcomes everyone to join her on their journey towards health and wellness. Now, you can find out more information about her at the Perfect Circle Inc. Com. If this is your first time listening to our podcast and you like what you're hearing, go ahead and follow us on your favorite platform. We truly appreciate your support and are truly thankful for it. Also, when you're listening to our show and you think of a friend, do them a favor, share it with them because you guys know sharing is caring. My last ask is simple. Since we are new and we need ratings and reviews, we would greatly appreciate if you would leave us a review. It helps us reach a wider audience and we get to improve the show for you guys. By the way, if you have any other comments or feedback, feel free to connect directly with me through Instagram at meetesco. And I'd love to hear any suggestions or feedback you want to share with me. Also, you can find me at LinkedIn at Andres Escobar, the number one. Now, as we dive into Bertha's episode, I'm really intrigued to get your opinions and your thoughts about Bertha and what she's about to share with us. So let's go ahead and jump in and listen to the conversation. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back. I want to welcome Bertha to the show. Thanks for coming on, Bertha. I appreciate you sharing your time with us and your energy and, and your expertise. So. I'd like to start off with a little bit about you. Can you tell us a little bit about your start, your origin story, you know, where you came from and, and where, where you're at right now and how you got here, right? Yeah. Well, let's see. I was born in Cuba. I migrated to the United States with my parents in 1961 when Castro was taking over and had already taken over throughout the change. They came to Jamaica, they went to New York. They'd never seen snow. And we went to New York. I was in New York for about 11 and a half years. And then I moved to Florida 
and it was like a third world country. And I got all kinds of straight A's. I had learned everything already in New York. So I basically became a cheerleader, which I had never done before. And I don't like to be in the limelight, but I like to be a part of something. And that's kind of how I got into this mix. I always exercised, but I did it mentally, not physically. I did it because it was my escape. It was my way of getting out of whatever was going on in my life and just uh, doing something, something extraordinary. So that's what I chose to do. And I got a job in radio, which led me to talk on a microphone, which allowed me to see, yeah, it was really cool. I was the receptionist, then I went into promotions, and then I became the sales, what they call a sales uh, promotional director. I managed six salespeople. Then I had a sales manager talk me into becoming a salesperson. The radio station changed formats from Zeta 4 to I-95 bumper to bumper hits. I speak fluent Spanish, so I was the only one that could write copy, which is a commercial, and be able to say the copy and be able to enunciate in English and Spanish perfectly without missing a beat. So that was a whole other ball game. I lasted six months as a salesperson. I couldn't compete with the major advertisers with ad agencies. They'd come in and want to do a blitz and there went my guy. So nobody in the Cuban market had more than two or 300. So what I did was I married them. So I took 10 advertisers, 300 bucks each, and I put them together. They gave me a $3,000 campaign. I saved them money because I wrote the copy, I did the commercial, and I gave them each a tagline. So my background in advertising allowed me to, everything I've done this far has allowed me to do what I do. Got it? Everything. Love it. So I did that for six months, and I got a really great job offer from Matthew Bell, QAM sales manager, come work for me. I said, fine, you'll have no competition. Yeah, no competition. The station was AM, was country closing in six months. And it was on Arthur Godfrey Road. Walked in, there was nobody there but one person. I'm like, where's everybody? Matthew said, oh, I didn't tell you. We're not going to be on the air after six months. We are shutting down. I just needed somebody in the interim. So he wasn't forthcoming. Went into a serious depression. Always found an excuse to exercise. I did Jackie's aerobic dance, but always found an excuse. Was always leaving early. I had to go to the doctor. I went to more doctor appointments, never going to the doctor, going to work out. To me, Working out was my medicine, my escape. So I was always working out. And I didn't work out every day. I worked out three or four times a week. Jackie Sorensen's aerobic dance. There was a teacher that I loved, two of them, Sarah Bogart and Gwendolyn Pons. And she was Corey's mom. Corey's was my friend from high school. She was, Carolyn Pons was 50. And she was a beautiful soul. And I want to be just like her. I thought, oh my God, I'm 16. She's 50. She's my buddy's mom. And I just, she had such pep in her step. And I learned the fundamentals of exercise through Jackie Sorensen's aerobic programs. But you didn't get paid a lot. And push came to shove. I worked in finance all my life. I hated it, but I did it. After radio, I was depressed for a couple months. I did nothing, honestly. And I just went back to school. Went to Miami-Dade Community College under the director of Mary Mahan. Started working with athletes, started teaching aerobics as a credit. And it was really cool. Yeah. I got paid 10 bucks a class and I didn't care. I learned how to, I worked with Mike Piazza. He's an athlete. He's a catcher, was a catcher for a very good catcher. Yeah. He was Miami Dade at the time. I worked with a semi professional soccer team. So I started my involvement with athletes. Right. Worked with the Miami Dolphins. I worked with Columbus baseball team. So 
I started to learn the difference between athletes and people and how they're similar and how they're different. And basically, it's just one thing. It's their mind. That's how they differ. Yeah. They differ because the athlete is always going to try and is always going to try to make them better. Yeah. Determined. Uh, yeah. Determined. We're not. We give The beginning is really easy. It's really like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. The middle gets really tough, and that's when we quit. And then the ending, we know what we want, but we usually don't get there. Yeah. We go from place to place to place. So all that led me into becoming a fitness director for the Miami Lakes Athletic Club, which became Shula's. I was there for 12 years. Don Shula's, right. Yes. Yeah. But before I was Don Shula's, I worked with the Miami Dolphins for seven years because I was the fitness director of the Miami Lakes Athletic Club before the training camp was established in Nova University. They stayed in the hotel and they worked out in the actual gym. And I was able to teach them there. They also, yeah, it was really super cool. And I met, we had the bagel shop. What was his name? He was a safety. Zach Thomas oh. took his place. Offered all. I met him. I was good friends with a few of them. Not all of them, just a few of them. I was very good friends with the Shula family. I always went to their home. I went to their home for Super Bowl. Incredible. Mrs. Shula was incredibly gracious. Everything matched. The piano matched. The curtains matched. The rug. Everything. Right. It was really cool. But I, because I took care of homes while I was the fitness director and while I was just teaching. So to make a long story short, which is impossible, I was sitting there with Alfred all one time. He had double torn biceps. So they were like balls at the end of his arms. Right. It, it looked like it was painful. He said, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't uh-huh. bother me. I said, you have the fix. You have the money. And he said, there'll always be somebody better than you, somebody smarter than you, somebody more talented than you, somebody younger than you, but there's only one you. Don't ever forget that. That's what he told me. As he was doing the leg press when everybody was on vacation and he was working out because he said, I will give up my spot to the next person that comes around. I'm not opposed to that, right. but they're not taking it from me. Mm. That's the difference. They're not going to take my spot because they're better. I will retire and I will give it to them, but they're not going to take anything from me. And life, and I learned a lot. I was always a very mental and physical connection between working out, athleticism, because we're right. athletes of life. Mm-hmm. Aren't we athletes of life? So we are yeah. athletes. Yeah. I know Shakespeare says that we are actors on the stage oh, of really? life, but no, but we're athletes. Athletes is a better terminology. There we go. It challenges and obstacles will come yeah. at, at us and that's how we have to overcome it as an athlete yeah. mentality. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's go good. Don't give up. It's no. not going to go. You're going to play the game and you're going to, you're not going to go in there saying, I'm going to lose this game. You're going to go in there saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to win, but you right. may not. What are you going to do then? Are you going to cry over spilled milk that you didn't win? You didn't win. Somebody's got to win. Just like the Super Bowl coming up next week. Someone's going to win. Yeah. To me, they're all winners. They got to that level. They're yeah. all winners. But that, it's how you look at it for sure. That, yeah. Yeah. It's how you look at it. So that, that brought me to the Miami Lakes yeah. Athletic Club. Okay. And then there, I never wanted to open my own place. I never want, I never say never, right? Hey. I did not want to do this. This was not anything in my list. This sort of was a commitment I made to someone and I am an individual of my word and I honor what I say. So she was a, I had a business partner who did not do right by me, but it's okay because she did right by me. Do you know what I mean? Like she didn't do mm-hmm. the right things, but it turned out to be the right thing. Gotcha. So unfortunately, that's how life works. It's not always the right thing that happens. 
to you. Bad things happen to good people, people that have a good heart, but you can't help it. So I said yes to her. I never thought she'd go for this. A year, year and a half prior to this place, there was a place in uh, Broward, three times this size. And we were ready to go. And I had done the business plan and we presented it to the Cooper City Department because you had to go in front of them and make your case. And there was a small personal training center in the shopping center. He had he had a non-compete clause. He clause. He refused us. So I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. I went to him actually before I even made my presentation. I said, "Look, come to our place. Rent from me. You can have all the clients. You have a." I thought, "What a great marriage!" Since I was used to marrying things, I thought, "What a great marriage!" Well, it ended up to be a great divorce, but nonetheless. I would have failed there. So it was a protection mechanism for myself. I would have not made it there. It was too big. So I I came here as a freak. I came here to pick up venison from Joey. And I thought, I grew up in this area. I learned how to drive in this parking lot. This was an Ace Hardware store. Sedano's next to me. And I saw that place. And I said, that would be a great place. And I had no idea about this place. And when I called the landlord, the landlord said, nope, not available. So I said, all right. So I called up my former business partner. And I said, look, I never thought. She's a Miami Lakes girl, never worked a day in her life. Didn't know anything about anything. She loved the idea of owning a business. Didn't realize how hard it was to own a business. I did. Why would I want to do that? I want to sleep at night. I want to know where my next meal's coming from. Here it's like, so nonetheless, yeah. She, her husband agreed at the time. They since got divorced and we opened up this place. But around three to four years, we lost a landlord. He passed it down to his brother. His brother passed away. His brother handed it to his kid. His kid really didn't want it. So he kind of sold it. And we were the only place here with a lease. And because of all of the craziness and the way we opened, we actually signed the lease in February, did not open till October 28th. So my business partner who handled the finances didn't realize that you still have to give 90 days prior to the renewal of your lease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Well, she, she messed up. Yeah, awesome. And the new landlord evicted us, tripled our rent, and he has he's a very tough landlord. Yeah. Uh, fair, as landlords are. Landlords got to make their money too. Of course. But one thing has led me right. to another. Well, yeah, your origin story is definitely a part of that, but you know how you got to the, where you are now. I love that part. And that's, that's, that's what we want to definitely understand. All right, Bertha, thanks for sharing that. And so now, you know, we talk about life being a roller coaster and you mentioned that you use that analogy as well. You know, it has ups and downs, lefts and rights, and we all need guardrails to make sure that we stay on track. What has been like a guardrail in your life that you can share that's helped you stay on track and moving forward to your goals? The threat and the fear, which I do not let in, of not having this. Those are my guardrails. At any moment, all of this could be taken away, whether it's by me not being around or whether it's by what has happened with COVID and some of the other things, inflation. And prior to that, this is not my first merry-go-round. I've been here for 25 years. So I've seen quite a bit of things come and go. But the roller coaster ride keeps me going. I love roller coasters. It's my thing. I like the thrill of being on it. I love the carnival, but I don't like every ride. 
And there are some rides I can't do anymore. So I look at it that way, that at any moment, anything can be taken from me, whether it's my fur babies, because I rescue cats, or whether it's this place and realizing I had a business partner, it's gone. I had people that were coming in here and doing things and they're gone. So nothing is permanent. Everything has the adaptability of growing, of changing, of, well, we don't have dinosaurs anymore, but we have their fossils. So we, I like to create a legacy of not quitting. The inheritance is the monetary value that I give something. I will leave you an inheritance, but it's more important for me to leave a legacy. And that legacy is give it to me in life. Don't cry for me. Smile and know that I did it my way. That old blue eyes Frank Sinatra song. I did it my way, period. Yeah. One it's of the things, coaster. one of the things that sounds really clear for me is, is death, right? And sometimes that yeah. could be the guardrail, right? Hey, hey we're all going to die. Make sure that yeah. we do as much as we can right here, right now. That's it. Like yes. that's super important. Yes. Love it. Goal is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. Life is full of obstacles and challenges, and we all know this. And so I'd love for you to share an obstacle or challenge that you had and how you were able to overcome it. I have them all the time. Yeah. I have some are bigger than others, but I do have obstacles and challenges every day. The biggest, I read a book called The Four Agreements. Right. Be impeccable yes. with your word. I have no problem with that. Always do your best. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with taking something personally and I have a problem with making assumptions because I can create a story in my brain and make it make perfect sense. And it has nothing to do with what the actual thing is. So I do have a little bit of, of a sticky point on that. My biggest challenge is yes. how do I, how am I okay with people not liking me? I want everybody to like me and I want everybody to love what I do and everybody yeah. to see how hard I work. And they sure. So I learned and am learning and will continue to learn that not everyone is you. That's all. It's so simple, yet so complex. Right. And I work on it every day, whether someone has a, a need to cancel a membership. It's killing me. It's, it's only 85 bucks. I know that. However, it's a lot of money for me right now in these times because it's, I need every penny I can get. Got it? Okay. Every penny I can get, but they're going through their own problems. So how, is it because they don't like me? No, it's no. nothing to do with that. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. Yeah. So it, that's my biggest working challenge that the others have come, they've gone, have climbed the sure. mountain, have gone over the mountain. 
it doesn't matter what mountain it is. You're going to go to the top. If it's your mountain and you got to come down because you can't breathe up there. So share again, how, how do you overcome that? Somebody's struggling with that issue. Like, oh my okay. gosh, they don't like me. What's the problem? You know, how do you overcome it? Tell us, share us what like. Okay. The nugget. Okay. okay. What I tell myself every day yes. is it's not about you. It's, it's like the song. Them. It's not about you. You might think this song's about you. This song's <laughs> not about not. you. It's not. <laughs> Get over yourself. It's not about you. Yeah. And like, I got to tell myself, I'm not that important. I'm right. not that individual. I'm not that. It's not about me. It's about them and the way that they have perceived right. whatever's going on in their life. I don't yeah. know. I'm not in their shoes. No, they have, no they have their own hurts, their own baggage yes. they're carrying around. Yes. And that's yes. it. That's simple. But, awesome. But people want to lay it on you. Yeah. And that's what you got to not let in. I always remind myself, Bertha, the boat doesn't sink because it's got a hole in it. The boat sinks because it's letting the water in. That's why the boat sinks. doesn't sink because it's got the hole. You could tape up the hole. You could cover the hole. You could lay on the hole. But if you don't get that water out, you don't get that negativity out of you. If you don't release it somehow. And for me, I started thinking that's why I exercise. I love that. I love that. And that's why you exercise. I love it. That's I why. love it. I love it. Because the hole could be in a different place. It could exist. Yeah. The hole's there. Yeah. But it, if it lets the water in, then that's the problem. Yep. Go back to the root right. cause. That's the problem. Let's not let that, you said negativity, right. like the analogy Can't. of the water coming into the boat being negative. But, but water necessarily is not negative. Water is a good thing. No. But water's in that instance, thing. it is not good. You want to make sure you survive and you get through Correct. to wherever you're going to get to. Your goal that you Correct. want to get to. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Correct. Thank you, Bertha. That's awesome. I love <laughs> it. So I'm uh, talking about perspective and, and okay. how we counter that. What's one of the biggest issues that you see in the fitness industry right now that needs improvement? How do we overcome it? It's a difficult question, but I, this is my biggest- This is your chance. This is, Bertha, this is your chance. You can, you this can is my biggest rip, gripe about rip it up and just like, okay. yeah, let's go. It took you 30 years to gain 45, 50 pounds, but you want to lose it in three weeks. I'm like, and they promised them that. The fitness industry, the diet industry, because right. it's money. It's all together. So right. it's money. It's follow. I always tell people, follow the money. You'll have your answer. Right. You'll have it no matter what, no matter what it is. It could be politics. It could be fitness. It could be eating. It could be stocks and bonds. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. You follow that money. You know exactly where it's coming from. So my biggest gripe with the fitness industry has always been the same. And that is, and I tell people, I'm not here to promise you a rose garden because that rose garden has thorns right. and it's not easy. And like I tell everybody, I'm here to facilitate something so that you can do the work. I'm not doing the work. Don't thank me. Thank yourself. I provided the venue. You did all the work. You did all the planning. You did the recruiting. And a lot of people don't see it that way because the fitness field, especially at the beginning of the year, lose 20 pounds. Go on this eating habit. And the first three letters of diet are what? D-I-E, die. Okay, so I follow a lifestyle of eating. That doesn't mean I don't eat chocolate. Doesn't mean I don't eat ice cream because I do. Or a cake. Or not the illa, which is really good. Or arroz con leche, which my, <laughs> I have people here that make it that I down. But I don't eat it all the time. And I make sure that I find a way to exercise. Input and output. I put right. too much calories in me, I'm going to gain weight. And if the fitness industry were real, yeah. that's my biggest thing. If they were real and they told people what they needed to hear, not what they wanted to hear, 
I think we'd all be better off for it, but we're not. Let's get we're real. Not. Let's get real. We're not. Right. Yeah. That's 100%. We're not. Less than it. 2% of the people exercise. There's a problem with that. Yeah. There's a problem. They'll do their hair first, their nails, yeah. their eyebrows, their eyelashes, their tattoos. They'll do everything first. Everything. They'll do a liposuction. Yes. They'll do some kind of yes. you know treatment yes. that's going to cost them yes. thousands and thousands of dollars before they go ahead and get their yes. nutrition in check yes. and then yes. go to the gym. And it's a problem. But listen, yes. it's what's quick, what's the fastest way to right. get the results. That's what people we want. We want instant gratification. That's it. Yeah. That baby yeah, cries, sure. give him a bottle. That baby cries, yeah. change the diaper. That baby cries, feed it. <laughs> It's crying for a reason and then it yeah. doesn't stop crying and you're like, what the hell's wrong? Let me take it to the doctor. Right, right. I love it. I like you for unpacking that for us. And, <laughs> and so, you know, in your life, you told us about some people that pretty influential and, and I want to make sure, is there any particular story that you want to share with us of a person or people that have influenced you in your business, in your life that you'd like to unpack for us here? All the people that didn't do right by me, they actually were my greatest teachers and they were my greatest mentors because their disbelief in me and yeah. their belief that I would fail. Wow. And, and, and I did many times and I will continue to fail. That means I'm growing. That means I'm learning. Failure to me is not what traditionally we believe failure is. To me, failure is something that is necessary. That baby learns how to walk. It's going to fall and it's going to fall a lot. It's going to be scared, but it's going to keep getting up. And it, to me, it's not how many times I have fallen and I have fallen by many. My business partner, the loves of my life that have walked out that, you know what? If it wasn't for my benefit, it would not have occurred. I know that. And that's what keeps me going. No matter if it's a person, place, or thing, if it's not mine, if it's not meant to be, it is the timing of things that I need to come to terms with. Not my timing, the timing. There's a difference. Okay. Moses, I, sort of relate to David and Goliath, Moses and Abraham. Those mm. are my three go-to people. Those are good. Okay. Because he was a scrawny kid. Yeah, David yeah. was a scrawny little kid who everybody discounted. Right. He, he looked at that giant who was four or five times as big. And in that time, there was what we call giantism today, which is mm -hmm. what a lot of people suffer from. Andre the Giant or that motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, I believe the pituitary gland has some kind of thing sure. benign. So giantism exists sure. very much so. And not as much as it did back in the day, but it does exist. So that being said, Goliath was a giant, a mountain. Yeah. We all have him, a challenge. David was a puny little thing and no armor fit him. And everybody was like, you're a kid. That's, he didn't want it. He didn't want he didn't the want armor. It. He's like, get he this, the, get this stupid stuff off of me. I don't work like this. This is not yeah. me. He may be, be big, be but he's too himself. big to miss. See, yeah. that's what you guys aren't seeing. You guys are seeing what you cannot do. I'm seeing what I can do. Yeah. And that's right. probably what keeps me more focused than ever and why people I know are not going to do right by me. Yeah. It's human nature. Yeah. The same people, and I tell this all the time in class, because I sort of talk a little bit in class about, in spinning sure. especially, the same people that welcome Jesus Christ with palm fronds on Palm Sunday are the same people that yelled, crucify him. Exactly. Same. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because this is really key. Those two stories, perspective is a big proponent. And I'll tell you why. David, when he looked at the Goliath, he didn't see a giant. He saw no. who's this uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine. That's, yeah. That's bad mouthing us. Yes. This guy, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. And then, why are you doing and, that? And then the <laughs> same people that Jesus said that, you know, those proms, 
Like they wanted Jesus in this box and him to be like this, to be David and be this glorious king, king that's going to, that's going to, you know, and unite everybody and then conquer the Romans and battle and fight. And he wasn't. And he's was like, no, crucify him. Right. But so interesting. I love those two stories. They, they relate with perspective on how you see things. It makes your reality and what your, how you get your influence. Your influence is super important. Are you getting this stuff? So the people you just said is the people who basically said, no, you're not going to do this or you can't, you can't do this. Can't do those this. are the people like, okay, watch me. Right. Those That's are the people so that influence me. Yes. Got it. It's something to do with fear because fear is like the lion roars. Okay. He's instilling fear or the bear gets up and it spreads its chest and lifts its arms. It wants you to be afraid. It wants you to turn your back on it and run. It's going to run you. No matter what, yeah. it's going to yeah. outrun you. I don't care how fast yeah. you are. It's going to outrun you. You're either going to die because you're too tired or you're going to die because he beat you, period. So if you look at them squarely in the eye, you may get attacked. I'm not saying you're not going to get yeah. attacked, but at least you didn't run. At least. I'll tell you, we have a guest that's been on the show. His name's Scott Ramage, and he talked about the buffalo. So the buffalo is interesting animal. When the storm is coming, the buffalo, a lot of animals, they run away from the storm. The buffalo says, no, I'm going towards the storm huh. and I'm going to weather the storm and I'm going to get out of it even faster because I'm going to it. I so didn't know it's that. very interesting. I know I didn't either. And, it, and it's just an amazing that. opportunity to understand like, that's how you got to really encounter. Yeah. David didn't hide. He's like, okay, wow. this is me. I'm going to go through you. Yeah. Right? And he, the interesting yeah. thing about him that I love, he was so humble. That he did not say, right. I just killed Goliath, make me no. the king. He went back and he tended the sheep, yeah. period. Back he did what he what always <laughs> did. I'm so like, good. okay, great. Yeah. So did and Moses killed a man and he had to go into hiding. Yeah, right. See, 40 right. to me represents something. I don't know what it is, sure. but 40, 40 days in the desert, 40 yeah. days of the water with Noah. And everybody told Noah he was nuts. You're crazy building an ark. What are you building an ark for? What are you building? Hey, because I was told to build one. Period. Yeah. You don't like it? It's at some point we need to step back and say, I cannot be told what to think, how to think, and be guided by people that really only want me. There are people that are around you and that there are people that are always there. And there's a difference. Mm. It's a tough one. How to sit on that and one you for No, you're right. It's there. Who's there for you, right? Who's just, there? No matter what, you. whether they're there mm. spiritually, it's good. they may not be physically there. Yeah. My grandmother, I know my grandfather, they're not physically here, but I feel them. I know they're there right. for me. Biological grandparents and non-biological grandparents. I know that. And I don't know. It's just something that you have to feel. You have to feel that so spiritual good. connection, I guess is what you want to call it. And I yeah, feel yeah. it all the time. And I know good. that I would not be here because I've been through a lot if it wasn't right. designed for me to be here. There's no way I'd be here. No way. Right. No way. Love it. Awesome. So- we're here and, you know, we're growing our businesses, right? We have this thing. What has been something in your life that has inhibited you, has held you back in growing your business? What would you take away? And, and what would you say that you want more of? Like, I want more of this to help me grow faster because I want to get there, right? Well, so I look that, at, yeah, it makes sense. So two I things. Look, it's a two-part question. Yeah. The thing that has deterred my growth the most. 
is not now. I mean, I'm sorry, not in the beginning, but now. In the beginning, there was a very loyal, and I feel that that loyalty is being diminished. In other words, I'd rather have a pair of pants that cost me 40 bucks knowing that Shape Up made them rather than going to Target or Walmart and buying four pants at $10, saving $10 and knowing that a brand that made them that I have no idea they're going to break in a month. So to me, the loyalty is being diminished little by little as we travel. And I do believe that COVID, the nothing started yesterday. This shit's been planted, excuse my French, a long time ago. You plant the seeds a long time ago. You water them. You let them. Some will grow. Some won't. Find out where they need reinforcements. But that's what I believe. I believe that that loyalty, for whatever reason, it started, I thought it started when it was all about me in the 80s. It's all about the customer. The customer's always right. No, they're not. They're not always right. That doesn't mean they should be disrespected. So- The two-part question is a funny one because at first I would have to say loyalty. That is being um, eroded away, sort of like the beaches are. They're being taken from you. So if I could do anything again, if I could have that again, that loyalty, that commitment, no matter what, instead of the instant gratification and the nails and the bigger eyebrows and the bigger eyelashes and all of the body contouring, I would be able to, I don't know, run circles around all that, but I'm not. So I'm here. Now, how am I going to be able to battle that? Okay. Cause I have a team in a Super Bowl or in a playoff. That's really good. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, I wish they would do. No, this is what they do. How am I going to beat them? How am I going to be better than them? How am I going to get through? I may not win, but at least I'll make an impact. And that's pretty much how I get up every day and do what I do. How am I going to make an impact today on me and others? And I cannot rely on what I do with another all the time, but I can on me. And when I end my evening, as I do every evening, how could I have been better? You were good enough today. You were good enough for today. Tomorrow's another day. You'll be good enough tomorrow for the day. That's it. Simple. That's it. So good. I love it. it. Know yourself and (laughs) Definitely yeah. a good takeaway. It's simple, um, simple, simple things, but so difficult to do. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. It is, right? It's practice. Just add it every day. Got to have but, every day. But here's Pour the thing into that yourself. I, yeah. That I ask people, why was it so easy when we were kids? Why was it so simple? Because we didn't think less about Less distractions, why. Bertha. I would say you less think? distractions. That's my answer. You think? Or you think that we were I fearless? I think so. I think we're fearless. Of course, that too. We didn't know what we didn't know. Right. We didn't know what could hurt us. Right. So, so we're going to go. why do we know now? We got up, we fell down when we walked. So why why did we get up again? Because we were determined. Yes. And we had faith that we were going to. Like, yes. Like that. Like yeah. our parents didn't give up on, on us walking, right? They they like, no, you're going to walk. This is like, you have to walk. That's it. Okay. So I was now, going with my legs facing each other. I wasn't supposed to that's walk. That's right. Okay. Okay. I was not supposed to walk. The doctors told my mom I was in cast for six months. I had to perform uh-huh. these horrible exercises. They said I screamed bloody murder. I do not remember. Right. I wasn't supposed wow. to walk. I got up and walked. I never crawled and I was born butt first. So that's why I do everything backwards, I say. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little humor. But think about it. They told them, and here I am walking. I had one parent who said to me, what you see with your eyes may change. What you see with your heart will not, but you'll make a change because your eyes are in your brain. Your eyes are in your head. That's an appendage outside your body. Your heart is not. 
My father was always very much like that. My mother was like, oh my God, she fell. Oh my God, what am I going to do? She was very overprotective. Can't get dirty. Can't ruin your stuff. She was very, so I had two, I had both sides. I had two sides of the equation. I had my mom, who was very overprotective, who did, who wanted to coddle me. And I had my dad who said, leave her alone. She'll get up. And my father always taught me, come to me with any problem you have, but do not, do not think I'm going to solve it for you. Come to me with at least three solutions. Not one, not two, young lady, three. That way I know you're thinking, oh yeah. That way, and you're still alive today. That way I know you're thinking about the solution. You're thinking about something in a different way than it's given, being given to you. Yeah. That's what he, oh, and he taught me how to think. That's it. Solutions. So you got to come up with solutions, not just problems. Yeah. How am I going to do what I do? Actually, it's, it's interesting. Somebody told me that. The way you ask the question yes. is more important than the yes. answer. Yes. I always say, ask the right question if you want the right answer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because It's so true. Yeah. And, and I'm going to bring it to technology because chat GPT is a huge thing. And if you're not asking chat GPT the right question, it's not going to give you the right answer. Right. It's not going to give you the right. one you want to. So then now you have to, okay all right, well, this is what I really meant. And so right. can you change this right. to look like this? And so right. this is like an engineering thing. And so right. it's, it's real, it's real. It's, it's when cell phones first came on board and you had the ability to Google something. My nephew yeah. said to me, who is turning 36 this year, he said, you think, you can't think. You can't think. When you're asking Google something, you got to ask it as if you were not smart. You got to ask it a very basic direct, mm-hmm. quite, you can't right. think, you can't be abstract. You are asking an abstract question to something that doesn't know because it always tells you, did you mean, I'm like, it didn't mean that. Quit putting words in my mouth. But that's why it does that. Right. It does that right. for that reason. So that's good. I learned how to do both. I think I know how to count change back. Nobody knows how to do that today, but I don't practice it without I don't let them know I'm proud. I do it in silence. In other words, I'm doing right. it and I'm doing it for my benefit. And to this day, my father's an accountant and he can add a whole column of receipts. Added perfectly without a calculator. And he taught me how to do that. So yeah. you don't have to look it over. And so old school and new school is very important. We cannot forget our roots and we cannot forget where we came from. We cannot forget our heritage. We cannot erase all that. But we can utilize what we learned, what we went through, and we would die of things like scurvy. We didn't have penicillin. Today, we don't die of scurvy. But today, things are being mishandled and mistreated. They're not respected. Before penicillin was allowed to be on the market, how many tests, how many years was the research done? It's not so much today. Today, it's, and technology is better. I got it. And then but better, I get it, you get it. Yeah. Not everything's better. Got it? Yeah. My parents said, I remember, it's technology's not that much better. And I'm like, you know, you're right. It's not. It's not. I have to argue, it's it's going so fast right now, technology. And it's right. like, but we're missing something. We're missing there's gonna be something missed, something we're gonna drop right. because we're moving so fast. Right. We don't even know right. how to catch up with the the moral aspects of technology and how it affects law. And right. love right. and right. religion, right. everything. So right. it's like technology is so fast right. right now. But um, right now, 
We had the fast five questions. Okay. So are you ready for fast okay, I'm five? Ready. I'm ready. All right. You saw how he did that? That's 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 his <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. So who is the most influential person or people in your business journey? My members. I learn from them every day. And they teach me it. and I teach them. Yeah. My my members. Yeah. Awesome. My mom tells me. I learn from you, right? It's the yeah. same thing. It's like, oh, okay. just because they're members doesn't mean you can't learn from them, right? Yeah. It's yeah. good. And that includes my right. family, not so much my sisters, right. the kids, the nieces, the nephews, the great nephews, yeah. the great nieces. That's awesome. I learn from them all the time, all the time. They're influential. Yeah. Awesome. So what's one thing, and li- by the way, listen to your members. You need to listen to them. I if do. you don't listen to them, then you, you don't. So that's how I figured know, out that they're not opening so up their important. emails because they think it's, it's spam. I'm like, no, it's me because they know that uh, yeah. I would not do that. That's yeah, why I've never right. done that before. Next question is, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? No, nothing. I don't nothing. have an answer for that because there's nothing because I knew it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be long. I knew it was going to be a struggle. I knew I'd never get a good night's sleep again. It's like when you have a kid, it's a baby. Interesting. You don't want to know what you don't want, what was which, which right. not ready for you. I don't know. I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I, I, Maybe. I, and the, just have the patience to wait for the yeah. answers to come when they're coming. Yeah, there's nothing that yeah. I would say, wow, I wish I knew that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If I would have known it, I wouldn't have been ready for it. And I would have- No one have been ready for it. Who knows what I, I would have done. Interesting. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, we're trying to get to that, but that's okay. okay. I'd love it. That's a good answer. <laughs> there's no right or wrong, by the way, I right? Know. So next question is, what's a book, a blog, a podcast, or some kind of media that you consumed that's impacted you positively? The only thing that I, like I said before, the four agreements, it took me a okay. year and a half to open up that book. It's 90 some odd pages. It's four agreements. Yeah. It's nothing. nothing. I had done Dwyer. I had done this. I had done that. And it just, yeah, yeah. Wayne Dwyer. it's just too much. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. I cannot, yeah. I need something to the point. When I read those four agreements and I read just the simplicity and then also on top of that, it's a book or about. I love Starry, Starry Night. I love Van Gogh. Beethoven to me is unbelievable. And all of the individuals, uh, Andrea Bocelli and people that are blind, Stevie Wonder, Mm. they're blind. Um, uh, Mandy Harvey, who turned deaf at 18. I mean, to me, it's like, whoa, how are they air? How can they do that? They're so passionate. And it's Bertha has a heart of an artist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're so right. Good. You could tell. You could tell. <laughs> you could tell. Right. She has a heart of an artist. Maybe you're so right. Good. I love so all that. Yeah. And then the fourth question is, what's your favorite online tool right now that you're using? I would have to say my favorite is hosting what we do every day here. And when I was able to do wait, that- wait, on- Online tool. On- online. Well, it has to be Facebook or Instagram or- I'm okay. really into review biz right now, actually. I, I really am. No, I'm serious. I'm not. Hey guys, I didn't. I didn't prompt her. I didn't prompt <laughs> no, her right I was there. Just, it's right there. I'm really into that right now because yeah, people and the carousel, the floating carousel, because people really like. It's not that it's. How can I put it? I get wrapped up myself in everyday things, so it's really cool when I'm reinforced on really that I am making an impact and that this place is making an impact on people, and that's, that's it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very important for me. I believe in this. No, place. no. The, the feedback loop is so important to open yeah, the feedback right? loop to make sure that, that you're hearing your customer. We're talking about hearing your customers. Is so you want to be customer centric. Yeah. What tools are you using to do that? Like it's important to personal outreach. Yeah. But 
you know, you're so busy in your day to day and what you're using is, is so, so, yeah, so, so I'm reach, glad you, you I, yeah, see that. I reach out to them that way and I'm able to customize Good. my response to them on a review. Like I don't just have a generic thing that I write with everybody. I just, I know who they are and I personalize right. it because that's what they mean to good. me. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's good. And it's going to, yeah, we can go okay. deep into that, okay. but that, that, thank you for so much for that, that a little plug there. Thank you. <laughs> Cause you're like a post-it note. I'm like, no, not a post-it I need an online tool. And, and <laughs> My online I love tool, post-it yeah. notes. I, I got them here. You know, we got stuff here, but it's just online. It's so good. By the way, so far you're, you're the first one that said it. So I, I, I thank, thank you, you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's, what's one habit or practice that you believe everyone would benefit from? Chilling out, just taking a chill pill, just relax. Netflix, Netflix and chill. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how they can binge watch anything because I cannot. It takes me months to watch one thing. But anyway, just relax. Yeah. Rome was not built in a day. The child right. did not walk overnight. It took mm. nine months to grow that baby inside of you. It's sure. labor pain for a reason. It's painful. Growth right. and change and evolvement is painful. People don't like it. They don't. Dr. Phil said that when he was on Oprah, when he did those 15 minute excerpts mm -hmm. before he got a show. I don't watch his show. I did watch him on Oprah. And he said, people don't like it when you change the rules on them. They don't like it when you try to grow. Because they yeah. are intimidated. So take a chill pill, everybody. Just relax. Take a deep breath. Everything looks a little bit different when you're able to relax. And that's yeah. kind of like, if I could do one thing for everybody, it'd be like, chill out. Chill out. But they don't awesome. like it. They don't like when you say that because it's almost like you're criticizing them. So I never say it. Take a no, chill pill. It's okay. Chill pill. <laughs> and then this is, that was it. That's the fast five. Thank okay. you so much. And You're then, welcome. then we're going to chill with the last question. Okay. And this one is going to help you go back a little bit. Okay. And so if you could go back to visit 10 year old Bertha, okay, what advice would you give her? The only one that I would ever give myself, keep going. You're on the right track. Do not Ooh, doubt yourself. Okay. Yeah. Do not doubt Don't yourself. doubt yourself. Yeah. Know Don't yourself. Doubt yourself. Yeah, yeah. Doubt. Keep going. Focus. I made three yeah. errors, big errors in my life. And all three were because I doubted what I thought, what my gut told me, what I believed in three times and three times. I learned great lessons from there. Don't get me wrong, but right. they were my three biggest errors in judgment. The three. Wow. Was when That's I, awesome. yeah. And I would tell my 10 year old self, keep going. You're on the right track. Learn. I, well, I read the encyclopedia twice before I was 10, twice from yeah. A to Z That's and Z awesome. to A. What? Because I was bored. I lived in New York and it was, it was, yeah. Freezing. What else are you going to do? <laughs> what else are you going to do? So I played board games. I got really good at board games yeah. and card games and numbers. And it was my oh, thing. So and I wanted to be a yeah. teacher and a counselor talked me out of it when I was in high school here in Florida. But I am a teacher. Yeah. I just teach don't, adults. Don't doubt. With your kids, grown don't up kids. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yeah. yourself. Keep going. I love it. You're in going in the right yeah. direction. Do not love look it. back. Just keep going. Because awesome. He can't. What are yeah. you going to do? Bertha, thank you so much. This is, yeah, no, what you're going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do is this has been a, such an amazing interview. And I really appreciate the time that you took to be here and share your expertise, your journey of where you're going, you know, and helping us not doubt ourselves, know ourselves. And I hope everybody was able to pick up some nuggets that we, so. we dropped off here today. I hope yeah. so. I hope so. so. Thank you, Bertha. I really appreciate everything. <laughs> I thank you so much, Bertha. You're welcome. Yeah.
Hey, wow, that was really good. I really like her humility and recognizing how taking personal issues that happen with clients can be a huge obstacle in the beginning, but it also can help you grow your business. Did you catch the principle of viewing fitness as something for the spirit and mind, not just the body? I would really love to hear what stood out for you. So go ahead and drop me that comment on Instagram and you know where to find me at Meet Esco. And I'd be super grateful to hear from you. Also, if you still need to do so and you thought about someone while listening, go ahead and share this podcast with them. I really want to thank you again for your time and your attention in listening to our show. And remember to follow or subscribe if you still need to do so as well. Our next episode is going to be with Roger Harvey. And Roger was the COO of Crunch Fitness at the beginning. So you don't want to miss that. And I can't wait to have you listen to that conversation. And I'll be seeing you next time in the Growth Zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.